0: Welcome to the Leadership School Podcast. I'm your host, leadership and self care coach, Kyla Kofer. Here at the Leadership School, you'll hear leaders from around the world sharing their stories and expertise on how to lead with balance and integrity. Our goal teach you how to be an extraordinary leader. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I hope that you are having a fantastic day. I am glad to be back here in the podcast studio talking to you all. You know, it's kind of a rainy day today. And rainy days in the past have always been really, really challenging for me. I have seasonal affective disorder, which means that my mind, if, if it's cloudy outside, my mind is cloudy. So or like dreary, my mind kind of can go with the weather it's crazy, but you know, sad day, sad mind, sad body, whatever. And it used to be really, really, really hard for me. Whenever it was raining, I would feel like I couldn't be happy until somebody took the time to reframe it for me. And what they said was, you know, that used to happen to them. And gosh, stories are powerful, right? Personal experiences, their personal experience was so helpful for me. He said, that this used to be the same thing for him until he started realizing that rain is what makes the flowers grow and the grass green. And it kind of makes the world go around. And because of rain, we have all this beauty. And because of rain, we can drink water and all of these wonderful, wonderful things. And it made me pause. And I went, oh, yeah, well, that's true. And so now I see rainy days. And and that was years ago. And it's so funny. I haven't even thought about that until um, I really started talking. But I once I started reframing that in my mind, it became just habit for me so that now without even realizing why I see rainy days as just like, okay, that just is what it is. It's just a rainy day. It's no big deal. And if I notice myself feeling a little bit sluggish, I might turn on a sun lamp or like do something good for myself. It's It's so interesting how we can reframe our mind and teach ourselves new responses to things. So I did that with rainy days, and I'm kind of enjoying today's rainy day. I actually even went for a little walk earlier, and and it started to kind of rain a little more heavily, and it was no big deal. I just walked a little faster. <laughs> it's hard because I have glasses, and so anytime it rains, my glasses get wet, and yeah, it's hard to see. But. Ah, whatever, it just is what it is. And I used to go running when I was a runner and uh, training for races. We would go running in the rain. And <laughs> it was funny because I remember the first couple of times, the first time really, we were like, oh, it's raining. Is running group going to be canceled? And they were like, no, of course not. We just run in the rain. And I thought, what do you mean you run in the rain? Why would you run in the rain? Well, if it's raining on race day, what a good practice opportunity. And I thought, oh, wow, well, that's true. And I actually grew to like running in the rain because it keeps you cooler and it's quite nice. As long as it's not lightning and thundering and just little drizzle is kind of a nice thing to do. So it's amazing how we can reframe our mind to think different things. So it's a little bit of what I'm going to talk about today is this reframing of our mind. But I'm just curious and I would love to hear from you all. What are some times when you've reframed something the holidays are coming up and the end of the year is coming up as we're approaching this and the end of the year can bring a lot of stress with it. So it's really beneficial sometimes to see those moments as, and to plan ahead and prepare for those moments as something that is life-giving instead of life-sucking. And so we could think, okay, yeah, I've got all this stuff and I've got all these plans and activities, but really, I'm doing these things out of joy, or what a great time in life, or how cool that we can end the year on this note and reflect back on all the things that we've accomplished this year and start again and get a chance to do another new year and all these new goals that we might have. And I don't know, it's just a fun little moment. So anyways, I don't know if that's quite on the topic of what we wanted to talk about today. But I like like stories. Stories, I think, are, are really powerful. So as you know, You've already heard me talk plenty about stories and the power of stories. So anyway, <laughs> um, so what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about, um, a little boundaries conversation. I just got back from a doing a workshop and really enjoyed the conversation and the questions that came up out of it. And one of the questions I thought would be was powerful enough to bring up. And to give you a little context, we were talking in the context of burnout. Uh, That's something that I speak heavily on is burnout and what to do if you are burnt out or how to prevent it. And we were talking about if you are experiencing burnout, if you are in kind of a survival mode, a recommendation that I have is at this point, if you are in survival mode, if you're noticing you're burnt out, you need to cut out all the excess in your life and go to only doing exactly what you need to live your life. So that means going to work every day and doing nothing else, taking care of your family every day, whatever those basic, basic, basics are, only do those things and say no and cut out and stop everything else And you have to do that so that you can rebuild and that you can get back to a place of wholeness to be a happy, healthy, whole human who's living their life to the fullest and living it, uh, just really living your life. If you're in survival mode, you're just surviving. You're not really, truly living. So how do you get to that point when you're really, truly living? You've got to cut out all of the things that are sucking all those things away from your life, even if they're good things. You might have a lot of really good things that you're doing, things that you love, but if you're doing 20 things that you love and not having time to really truly like give fully to them because you're so spread thin, then you've got to cut some things out. So the question is, if you need to cut some things out in your life, then what are some ways to communicate that to the people in our life so that they don't take it personally? So, I think this question alludes to a lot of things. So, let's break it down. First part here is we're talking about communication, which is, you know, some of the basics of leadership. We have to communicate well so that people can understand exactly what we're saying the way that we meant to say it. And when we're communicating to people around us, we have to really remember that however we communicate to somebody, the way that they respond is Always 100% their responsibility. If we are trying to take responsibility for the way that somebody responds to something that we say, then we're taking responsibility for their emotions, their thoughts, their management of their responses, which we can't do that. We can only be responsible for the way that we respond, the way that we show up and manage our own emotions. Now, does this mean that we can't respect somebody enough to really care about what they think? No. That's a whole part of being in relationship with people is respecting what other people think and the way that they respond. But we still have to acknowledge that we can't we can't manage somebody else's response to something. I really love this quote from Eric Reem. He's a speaker coach of mine. And he says that you can't say the right per- thing to the wrong person or the wrong thing to the right person. This meaning... That no matter how you phrase it, no matter how you try to sugarcoat it, whatever tactics you use, trying to, your hardest to say the right things, if you're saying something to the wrong person, they're gonna reject it no matter how you approach it. Every single time. But if you're in, in relationship with the right people, no matter what you say, there's gonna be a way to work it out. You say the wrong thing they still hear it the right way. You say the wrong thing and they ask questions and you get further. It's actually a chance to really open up and deepen a relationship. So if you are saying something to somebody and they're continually not hearing what you're saying and not responding well, it might be a really good chance to just step back and evaluate evaluate the relationship. Is this a person that you can continue to be in relationship with? Now understand that that can be really hard in a work environment. You have bosses that you need to work with continually, employees that you need to stick with, staff, colleagues. These are people you need to continue to be in relationship with. Well, this might be a really good chance to deepen that relationship. If they're responding poorly to what you're saying and to your boundary of cutting things out, this is now actually not just a communication issue. This is now a conflict. And so you need to approach it through a conflict lens of, okay, this person is responding poorly to my no's, to my boundaries, to my not showing up for things, whatever. This person's responding poorly to it. So so you're going to be approaching it through that conflict resolution lens that we've talked about in other episodes. I'm not going to get into too much, but to understand that this is now a conflict and I have to approach approach it in that way with that method. And also remembering that you never have to give a reason for your no. So I was invited to a Christmas party, an office Christmas party a few years back, and it was for a really small office. Um, And I didn't want to go because I felt that if I went, it would cause me undue stress. It would take a lot of energy that I did not have at the time. It would be... Just It was just outside of what I felt like I could manage and what I could do in that moment. And I remember that every single person in the office went, they brought their partners, and I was the only person who didn't go. And it felt kind of awkward. It felt kind of weird. And I'm sure that they asked, well, why isn't she there? And yet I felt really good about the decision because it was the right decision for me to make for me. And then it was like over and it was not a big deal and ended up not being a big issue at all, I might have had some FOMO. I might have missed out on like an office activity or a gift or something. But I just knew I didn't have the capacity to participate at that time. And so I didn't. And it was fine. And so going back to we just don't have to have a reason for that. I don't have to explain the reason I don't want to go to the holiday party is because it causes me a lot of stress. Come on, think about the conversation that's going to open up. Um, well, what? Co- why is it stressful to you? You know, why is this causing you stress? <laughs> you don't. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm laughing. Um, I remember my dad giving me some advice when I was younger. My dad's always full of good advice, and <laughs> this was pretty funny. I remember when I was like starting to date, and I said, "Well, what do I do, Dad, if a guy asks me out and I don't want to go?" My dad said, "Well, you just tell them you're busy." And I thought. But I can't, I can't say that because then it would be a lie. And we had a very strict rule in our house that you don't lie. And this was really a value of ours and value of mine. And I, I couldn't lie about something. And he said, well, it's not a lie. You do have, bu- you are busy. You have plans not to be with that person. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's stretching it a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, it is. It's true, right? So you are making plans to not be there. You're just busy. And I actually did use this. I only used it one time. And it was, I remember there's a guy that I was kind of interested in, kind of interested in me. I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but it'll make sense, I promise. So he was kind of interested in me. And I remember he texted me and asked me out for Valentine's Day. And he asked if I wanted to go to a movie with him and a friend of his, another guy. And I thought, that's kind of weird. Like I feel like you're asking me out, but you're asking me to go on Valentine's Day to a movie with you and another guy. And that's not really working for me. So I said, no, I'm sorry. I'm busy. And I actually really didn't have plans, but I had things that I could do. I mean, I was working at a shop at the time and I wanted to build things in my shop. And I thought, oh, that'll be a great day for me to just do some things for myself. And um, so I'll make plans. Well, five minutes later, my now husband texted me, and said, Can I take you out for Valentine's Day? And this would have been our very first date. And I didn't hesitate. I said, Yes, because it just made sense. And it was the right thing for me. And I was so thrilled about it. And then we've been dating ever since. So, you know, you don't have to give reasons for things. I, I never interacted with the other person again. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> but It was the right decision for me. And we just don't have to explain our reasoning to other people for why we can or can't do something. We don't have to do it. And I know that that's really hard especially in a leadership role because people are following our example and they're looking at us to show them the way and people like to have reasons for things, they like to be part of that cuz we're also nosy, we want to we want to know everything that's going on. But we don't have to explain. Now, if we're wanting to explain that especially in a leadership role and you're wanting people to follow the example of it's okay to say no to things, it's okay to cut out everything so that you can focus on your health and well-being on these taking care of who you are and living your life, like really truly just living your life. And if you're wanting to explain what a great opportunity it is at this point to deepen a relationship with somebody, to approach it as, yeah, I care about you enough to say no to this. I'm not saying no to hurt your feelings. I'm not saying no because I don't care about you. I'm not saying no because I don't want anything to do with you, but I'm going to explain to you because I care about you. But also I'm saying no so that I can actually have what I need to show up when I need to show up when it really, really counts. That's important. It's so important to be able to have the capacity in our lives to show up for things that we need to and we want to show up for. And if we are so stretched thin, because we've said yes to 12 Christmas parties, or we've said um, yes to 18 work projects, when we really only had the capacity for three <laughs> we feel like we have to do things because people ask of us or um, that people will think badly of us if we don't show up, that they'll think less of us, but it's not true. When we actually step back and we say yes only to the things that we know we have the space for and we have the capacity for, we're actually giving people a greater gift of giving them the opportunity to say, to do that for themselves, right? To say yes and to say no when they need to, but also they know that when we do say yes, that we're giving them the best that we have. That we are truly saying yes because we mean it. We want to be there and we have the space for it and we know that it's not harming ourselves to do that. I really think that leadership is a I really think that leadership is very broad. There are a lot of different parts to leadership. But to be really a true extraordinary leader, It's not about saying yes to all the things. It's not about being the go-to person for everything. It's not about managing right, making all the right decisions. It's about allowing people to truly show up in the best way possible for them and showing them how to do that because you've led the way and done it first. So as we go into the end of the year, and things are wrapping up. Projects are dropping up. You got the end of the fiscal year coming up. If that's your fiscal year, you know, you're trying to just get everything tied up beautifully before you try and start new things next year. Give yourself extra space. Plan ahead. We've talked about flexibility before, but plan ahead. Give yourself the capacity that you need to really, truly thrive and to communicate that to other people with vulnerability and honesty. And just in a way that says, hey, I care about you enough to tell you why I'm doing this. But also remember that you don't have to do that. And if people are not understanding of that, you don't have to be rude about it. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be bitter about it. You can just kindly say, that must be hard. I'm sorry you don't understand that. But I promise when I say yes to you, it will be because I have the availability to say yes. And it's, I'm not saying no because I don't care. I'm saying no, because I do. And that's how, you know, when I was talking about the weather and reframing our mind, reframing my mind to no longer tell me that rainy days are dreary and bad and sad, but they actually are life-giving. So we can reframe this instead of saying, I'm cutting out all of these things in my life and it's so bad and it's going to hurt people's feelings and they'll take it personally. Instead of that, reframe it to think, I'm opening myself up for a greater capacity to give extraordinarily, and to truly care, and to give my time and energy to the things that really, really matter to me, and that do well. So I want to end, I know I've said it before, I'll just keep repeating it. I love this prayer by Bishop Kenan Tenner. It's always attributed to, um, not always, but often attributed to St. Oscar Romero, when he says that we cannot do everything, and there's a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do one thing, or to do something. This enables us to do something and to do it very well. Do your somethings, do them very well, and give to your fullest of what you're able. And don't feel obligated. Don't feel required. Don't feel like you're not a good person. Don't feel like people are going to look down on you because you didn't give to everything. And if people do, remember that it's either completely their problem (laughs) (laughs) or if that relationship really matters to you, that this is now a conflict and an opportunity to open yourself up to a deeper relationship with that person by having an open, honest conversation about it. And in doing so you might be inviting them in an opportunity to respond in the same way for themselves. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening and joining me in this podcast. It truly is an honor to show up in this space with you and I hope it helps. So if you have other questions, shoot them my way. Just send me an email to info at kylacofer.com and we'll address those in a future episode of the podcast. Y'all take care. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you've liked what you heard and you want some more tools and resources to help you on your journey, go check out kylacofer.com forward slash free stuff.